come towards our seventh chapter, which is the seven roses. The five mice climbed into the submarine, will swiftly steered the boat to the secret base of the IIS. He stopped the submarine near a large rock and pressed a button, and the rock slid open to reveal the entrance of the seven roses women. The submarine entered and stopped at a dock. They climbed out and girls led them to a door made of armored steel. He took a crystal pendant in the shape of a rose from around his neck and placed it on a metal plate next to the door. Will Misty, he said, and the door slid open. Will grinned. Welcome to the Seven Roses unit, he announced. The mouselets followed Will to a, a laboratory. First, he used a special instrument to examine the irises of those eyes. Next, he recorded their paw prints and took samples of their hair for DNA testing. They watched curiously as Will entered the data into a computer connected to an unusual looking machine. The machine word then stopped. A window opened, revealing five crystal rose pendants. Will Misty gave a pendant to each one of the three sisters. Here are your official passes, he explained. Don't lose them and don't miss them up, because each pendant contains your personal information. When you use the pendant, you must say your name, because it is coded to the frequency of your voice. Your pass will give you access to all areas of the Seven Roses unit, even the most secret ones. Paulina looked at her pendant, fascinated. It's beautiful. Then a shrill sound rang through headquarters. Beep, 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 beep. That's unusual, Will said. He ran to the new, nearest computer, looked at the screen, and frowned. Oh no, he cried. He turned to the girls. I'm sorry, but I must go. I need to send an emergency. Can we help? Paulina asked. Will hesitated for a moment, but then he nodded. Follow me. He needs to go to the Hall of the Seven Roses. The world in danger. I never dreamed I would need your help so soon, Will said as they all hurried to the Hall of Seven Roses. What happened, Paulina asked. I'll know more when we get to the hall, Will replied. But I may need you to accompany my a very secret and special mission. But then we won't be able to join team, Wallet explained. Will sighed. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that we may be involved in this business. When they came at the end of the hallway, at another steel door, will stop. Do you promise to keep everything you see here a secret? The five friends nodded. Satisfied, Will used his pendant to open the door. You are about to enter the most secret room in our department, the Hall of the Seven Roses. The three sisters passed through the doorway and gazed around in wonder at the beautiful place. This is a collection of the maps of all the fantasy worlds that we study here, Will explained. Fantasy worlds, Paulina asked, each real country has its own legends and stories, Will explained. 
The creatures from these legends are real, and they live in fantasy worlds that can be reached through special portals. Each list features girls and the man on the floor and feeding. Now, one of these worlds is in danger. Wilted, the land of Erin, she pointed to a map with a large crack in it. What does that mean? Call it out. These maps are living maps and they change when the land changes. Will explain. Polina's eyes widen. So, if there is a crack in the map, Will nodded. Then, that means the land of Erin is in grave danger. Hmm, Polina says, thinking. If I'm not mistaken, Erin is an ancient name for Ireland. Ireland. And this map looks just like Ireland. Are they the same place? Nice observation, Will said. The fantasy worlds are all connected to places in the real world where we live. Nina was studying Irish legends, and she, she disappeared in Ireland. So, I think there must be a connection between his disappearance and the crack. The friends fell into a buried silence. She's in crackers, Sam finally exclaimed. Since Steve went to Ireland, he could be in trouble too. He's got to do something. That's why I need you on this mission, Will said. This is too big for one agent to handle, even a seasoned investigator like Steve or Nina. We must go to help the land of Erin and help them. The friends stared at Will, confused. How can we get to the land of Erin if it's a fantasy land? Wallace asked. Will smiled. Remember the portals I mentioned earlier? They are the key, he said. You'll see what I mean very soon. Strange song. While the three sisters examined the crack in the map of the land of Erin, I was investigating Nina's disappearance. I stepped into the dog walk in. I was very dim inside. I looked all around for the IIS agent, but everyone looked like a normal customer of the restaurant. Following Bill McSteve's instructions, I walked up to the bar and sat down next to the freshly baked cake. After a few moments, a red furred garden sat down next to me and ordered a hot chocolate. Is that a honey cake? I asked him, pointing. No, that's an oat cake, a typical Irish dessert. The Rodins responded without raising his eyes from the counter. Those were the code words I had been instructed to hear. He was the IIS agent. I'm Steve Chilton, Wilmer Street Tennis, I said. I know, he replied, and an angel agent said, Oh, Mary, follow me. We went outside where a strong gust of wind hit us. Is it always this windy? I asked, pulling my jacket tightly around me. No, Ted answered, but a few weeks ago, we began to have strange storms and recorded earthquakes on the ocean floor. Nina told me that she thought that that they were a sign of King Shaker's anger. Wave Shaker, I asked, the king of the land of Erin, the mythical world related to Ireland, said explained. Why is he so angry? I asked, intrigued. That's what Nina was trying to find out, Ted replied. 
The only thing I know for sure is that the gifts of wind are getting worse. I thought about this, so what can you tell me about Minas' disappearance? said slowly pushed back his hat, looking at me with intense blue eyes. The last time she was seen, she was headed for a rocky island with ancient ruins just off the coast. Why would she go there? I asked. She came to Ireland to search for a link to the land of Erin, said replied. Maybe she found it, that's what worries me. We should have reported her findings immediately, but we've heard nothing. He took a map from his pocket. If we want to find her, we need to take a boat to the island. He gazed out toward the sea. The waters are getting more dangerous. By a minute, so, we'll have to tie up the boat tightly when we land. Otherwise, we might never return, just like Nina. I looked out at the rough waters and a shiver ran down my spine. Would this be my last mission? Next chapter, The Mysterious Castle. 30 minutes later, Agent O'Malley and I were racing across the choppy waves on a speedboat bearing the symbol of the Seven Roses. Will, will we make it in this wind? I asked. Don't worry, I'm an expert sailor, said replied, sitting the gas. Thoughts about Nena were turning over in my mind. Do you know if Nena was alone when she headed for the ancient ruins? said Norris. Unfortunately, yes. I offered to come accompany her, but she was very excited about something had in a great hurry. She insisted on going by herself. I didn't say anything but said words struck home. Nina and I shared the same thoughts. I often went off investigating on my own and I, it had gotten me into trouble many times. Now I had come to Ireland without the three sisters. I imagined they were relaxing on a beach somewhere glad to be done with their exams. Lost in thought I heard Teddy say, See that little glow wheel dog bear, the rocks were to protect us from the wind. I looked up to see that we had reached the island. After we docked the boat, rocks dangerously as did tied it up. Then we climbed down to the rocky shore where we found the ruins of a crumbling stone castle. As we stepped through the wide front door, a blast of icy air hit us. The doors opened onto an enormous hole with a ceiling so high that it was difficult to see where it ended. Ted shone his flashlight around the room. I don't see anything interesting, he said, but I noticed something, a hole in the floor. It looks like a passageway, I guess. Ted aimed in the light at the hole and saw stairs that descended into the darkness. Should we go down, he asked. Of course, I replied. So we walked down, 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 until finally we saw a faint light at the bottom and heard the sound of water. We took the last step and found ourselves in a cave with a the stormy sea just beyond the opening. Quickly we began to search every corner from some sign of Mina. There's nothing here, Ted said, groaning. Then his eyes lit up. Wait, look here. 
I followed the beam of the flashlight and found a fur-cut shape like a seashell on the cave floor. I recognized it. It's Nina. Ted exclaimed. If Nina found this cave, she couldn't have left by the sea without a boat, he reasoned, his voice raising with excitement. Maybe she found the link to the land of heaven she was looking for. Maybe it's here in the cave. What kind of world is the land of Erin? I asked. It's a place where creatures from myths and legends are real, Ted explained. I started to feel excited too. You mean there could be a portal to this fantasy world somewhere close by? Ted nodded. It's possible. Let's keep looking. I scanned the cave until I found a pile of dried branches stacked up in the corner. They're juniper branches, I said. But what would they be doing here? Maybe Nina wanted to light up the cave so she could search for the portal. Ted guessed. He stacked up the wood in a pile, then took a box of matches from his pocket and lit the fire. As the flames grew, I felt the ground tremble beneath my paws. To my amazement, the stone floor of the cave opened up, revealing another stairway. It must be the portal, said murmurs in disbelief, if it really exists. I knelt down and felt warm air woke up to hit my face. In the distance, I could hear a mysterious melody. I have to change the portal, I said excitedly. Ted shook his head. You'll have to go alone. Look, he pointed to the wall of the cave where the light of the fire illuminated some words he hadn't seen before. Enter the portal if you dare. Heed this warning and be aware. The flames of the fire must never die, or the portal will shut. This is no lie. That must what be what happened to Nina, Ted said solemnly. The fire went out and she became trapped there. Then I'm counting on you, I said, looking him squarely in the eye. Ted nodded. I will do my best to keep the fire lit. Be safe, please. We took pause and said nothing more. Then I took a deep breath and headed down into the darkness. Next chapter, an amazing elevator. I didn't know it at the time, but while I was wintering down the stone staircase, the sea sisters were entering the land of Erin Food. By analogy, in the hall of the Seven Roses, they led the girls to a marble-domed structure carved with roses. He held up his pendant and said his name before he, the shining crystal door and he opened immediately. They stepped in and motioned to the sea sisters. Come inside. This is the secret portal that will take us to the land of heaven. They followed well and found themselves inside an elevator made of clear crystal. The door closed with a roof and the keyboard resembling the keys of a piano lit up on one of the walls. They touched the keys and a mystery sound. One of the mouthless has never heard before we go around them. The sea sisters tried to describe the sound, but they couldn't. It seemed to be the tones of a harp, a flute, and a violin, and combined into one unique tone. Each fantasy world has its own special frequency, will explain. 
Playing the frequency on the keyboard allows us to travel through the world. Wallet looks hopeful, so music is good. Still not it. Yes, that's right, but we must be very careful. If we don't create the exact right melody, we could find ourselves in an unknown dangerous land and we might never be able to return. The friend shivered and exchanged a nervous look. Then the musical tones began to fade and were replaced by a lonesome sound of a woman's voice repeating one word. Erin, 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 Erin. Now, the next chapter. In the land of Erin, the elevator swirled through a vortex of shimmering light and they then came to a sudden stop. The doors opened onto a magnificent green field. Welcome to the land of Erin, they cried. Incredible, Paulina exclaimed, fascinated. Colorful butterflies danced over the green grass as it rippled into the gentle breeze. The sweet sound of songbirds filled the air above them. Shades of purple and pink streaked the blue sea. The blue sky. The speaker still stared at the sight, enchanted. What a beautiful place, Mickey remarked, taking it all in. Where should we go? Sam asked. The teacher's gazed around the field, seemed to extend in every direction with nothing on the horizon. Paulina suddenly had an idea. She took out her mouth phone. Let's try my navigation app, she said, but the phone just buzzed loudly and then shut off. She phoned. It's not working. So then we'll lost, Paulette asked nervously. Don't worry, they said. I brought a map with me from the Hall of the Seven Roses. He produced a map from his bag and unrolled it in front of them. But how do you know our current location? Warwick asked. We looked up at the sky. A flock of birds flew overhead. I suggest you go that way toward the place those birds are coming from, he said, pouncing, pointing at the distance. Why? Paulina asked. Because right now it's early morning and the birds are probably coming from an area of a tree where they spend the night, they guess. Sam worked her clutches. And why are we looking for the trees? Because we can climb to the top of one and look for a reference point that will tell us where we are on the map will explain. Also, it's possible that an area trees might be close to a village where we can ask for information. Paulina looked at all impressed. She sometimes dreamed about working at IIS headquarters someday. She could learn a lot of clever agent like metal mystery. She imagined today having her own office filled with books about myths and legends from all over the world as well as the latest technology and equipment. Mickey's bold voice got her out of her dream. Well, it's decided. Let's go look for some trees. Next chapter, a mischievous horse. The teacher girls and Vermistry walked across the field until they reached the edge of a great forest that tangled roots and branches of tall trees formed a lady list along the forest floor. Will cautiously led the group forward. Although he had studied the land of Erin he had never visited before, he wasn't sure what to expect. 
They soon entered a small clearing where they noticed a large dark shape in the grass. Moving closer, they discovered a horse with a shiny black coat. The animal seemed to be fast asleep. It's beautiful, called it whispered. It's strange that he hasn't noticed us, Wallet observed. He's sleeping, Sam pointed out. Well, put a paw to his lips and he and the prince carefully followed him past the creeping horse. They made no sound and as they trod on the soft grass, but the horse somehow sensed their presence. He opened his eyes and got to his feet. Who's go who goes there? he asked. The horse had a strange crackling voice and he his eyes shone with the golden light. But you can't talk, Mickey explained the surprise. The animal let out a green yawn. Of course I can talk, my dear, especially when someone disturbs my sleep. Mickey still couldn't believe he was speaking to a horse. We told you we woke you up. It often it happens often, the horse explained. I am awake at night and sleep during the day and keep up. Is that kind of silly horse, Paulina asked? I can take many forms, the people replied. Bad. Tell me, what are you doing here in the forest of sleepy trees? Well, leaned towards the mouthwork and whispered. Be careful, answering the questions not all creatures in this fancy world can be trusted. Then Will spoke up. We are just here for a visit, he said casually. Mickey couldn't shake her eyes off the poker. It, it would be amazing to ride him. Why don't you come for a ride? The horse suggested as if he had read her thoughts. Mickey was speechless. Be careful, Paulina warned. Mickey jumped onto the poker's back and the horse immediately launched into a gallop. Even though Mickey was an expert rider, she could barely hold on. Stop, she shouted, but the poker didn't even slow down. Was he trying to throw her off? The horse raced through the forest, narrowly missing the trees and both and the three sisters chased after him. Please slow down, Mickey pleaded. But the poker kept going and he held on as tightly as he could. Then, without warning, the poker stopped. Mickey lost her balance and dropped to the ground, landing in a puddle of mud. Angry, she looked up to see the poker laughing. There is nothing funny about it, you naughty horse, she yelled. Mickey tried to stand up, but she slipped in the mud. The horse laughed again. I must compliment you, my dear, he said. No one was ever stayed on my back for so long. Mickey pressed her paws on into the mud, trying to steady herself. Dead when he saw a green notebook on the ground next to her. It must have fallen from the bag that the poka wore around his neck. What is this? Mickey asked, picking up. Oh, that the poka faltered, losing his school. I, I took it from the green pixies. They live in the canyon of towns near the river. You mean you stole it? Sam asked as she and others arrived on the scene. Of course not, the poker said with a snort. I was just playing a joke on the pixies and actually it doesn't even belong to them. 
They couldn't read the strange symbols on the pages. They're the ones who stole it from someone else. He met Snake and galloped away. He may look like a beautiful horse, but that the Ahoka is very rude, Sam says, shaking her head. Paulina, meanwhile, had opened the notebook. Is it diary? Colette asked, leaning over her friend's shoulder. Paulina turned the pages, which were covered in faded ink. The writing on the page might have looked strange to the pixies, but Will and Sophie's sisters agreed it just fine. It looks like a travel diary, Paulina remarked, turning to the first page. The mysteries of Erin, the wallet read. Maybe there is something in here that will explain what is threatening this land. Okay, so let's end this audiobook here. And in the next um, video, we'll read the next chapter, which is The Mystery's Clue. Thank you for watching.